The views and opinions expressed on Deeply Upsetting are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, associated brands, properties, or businesses. Listener discretion is advised. Please keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Celebrity first date. Ooh. Harry Styles. Okay. Now, this is, I think, the first time we've done this for an episode. Mm-hmm. And basically, it, it starts from a conversation we've had a lot about, you know, how, how do the celebrities fuck? But oh, wait. So it's a celebrity sex date. A little bit. It, it's more, it, it's built out from that. It's, it's how they deal with a date. Okay. How they're going to treat you on the date. Are they, like, thoughtful? Are they mm-hmm. dismissive? Like, and then leading up to the sex. Which, okay. Because- Anybody going on a date with Harry Styles, if they have the opportunity to fuck Harry Styles, they're gonna. So I don't think he's going to. You don't think he's going to? I really do not. Well, and that's part of the conversation. So okay. how, how do you think this is going? Here's how I feel about Harry Styles. Here's my backstory on the whole situation. Because you're really not that well-versed in Harry Styles <laughs> yeah, as a culture. <laughs> I, it is definitely a little bit past my generational marker, I would say. I mean, honestly, I'm on the cusp for sure. But I'm not, I never really got into One Direction and I never really got into Harry Styles. I just understand the Harry Styles culture of it all because I did, in fact, get into TikTok. So here we are today. I've told you, and I will say this again, that if there is a cultural touchstone of like the celebrity sex crush, where I mentioned like George Clooney in the 90s is like the celebrity touchstone sex crush, I feel like it's Harry Styles for right now. I really, really do, because it seems like it's ageless, it's genderless, it's raceless. Everybody fucking lives for Harry Styles. I am not super into him sexually, but I understand it and I respect it completely. Totally great. Love it. Mm -hmm. Anywho, if I were to go on a date with Harry Styles, the point of this whole thing, I think Harry Styles would take you to a restaurant that is understated, but like not hipstery. I think he would take you to like a lovely restaurant that you're like, how did I never find this? And he's like weird and coy and mysterious about it. And you're like, okay, well, great. It was like the best food I've ever had. And somehow like everyone knew you, but nobody was weird about the fact that you're a celebrity. Like nobody comes up to you to take a picture. It's very cool. You don't understand what's going on. Great date. It's like a restaurant that like a kid that he was best friends with and like high school his parents own it and so like he's been around for forever so all the regulars know him so they don't like make it a big deal when he's visiting or and he also has like a weird like deified presence where i feel like if somebody was like oh my god that's harry styles i'm gonna take a picture he could just give him like a wave of the finger and they would be like not right now he's busy (laughs) he's doing other things so he's a jedi he's actually a jedi i think i believe it with his like Little nail polished fingers with his new nail polish company that just came out. Very exciting. Very cool. I think that it would just be a very low key date. Like you would almost forget that you were there with a celebrity and you would just feel like you were there with like a very, very woke cisgender male, which is already in itself incredible (laughs) and shocking and unbelievable. And then I think you would like invite him back to your place and he would accept and you'd be like, time to fuck. And then he would just be like, actually, I see that you have a nice bar here. Can I make you my signature drink? And you would like not see what he did, but he made something incredible with your own ingredients that doesn't taste anything like the ingredients and it blows your mind. And then you're like, okay, now we're going to fuck. 
And then he would be like, this was actually very wonderful. And you would have an intimate time. And then he would leave respectfully because you got a little drunk off of the signature cocktail. And he would be like very sweet and go. And not want to take advantage of the situation. No. Mm -mm. So Harry Styles, you were were imprinting so much of like the absolute gentleman onto Harry Styles, which... From, That's what I feel. Well, and there's nothing that is suggesting that he's anything but that in in media or anything. He, That's what I feel about this absolute stranger to me. <laughs> I feel very, <laughs> very confident saying that I think that he is a gentleman. Yes. I, I just love the idea that you roll into like some like nothing Italian joint and he's like the Arancini balls are like really good here. Oh, fuck yeah. And you you're know like, I'm yes, ordering Arancini. Absolutely. And they're incredible. They're the best you've ever tasted. And then the most interaction that you get is that the mother that is like co-owner of the restaurant that doesn't really do much anymore, but she's like in just like yeah. checking on her sons that now run the restaurant, come in and it's like, Harry, my boy, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> and like they give a big hug and it's this like friendly kind of thing where it's not like a fine dining thing where, it's, oh, my rich and famous friend, I'm going like, right, to give you, right. it's more of like a family kind of yes. deal and- they love him because they're not the biggest be all end all, but they also do know that's like a secret great restaurant. But it's also like you did not grow up around here. You did not grow up with these people. How do they have that kind of bond with you at this point? Yeah. Very mysterious. And it could be that like he ended up talking to them the first time he came in and it just became his joint because mm-hmm. they're fucking great or something or, you know, who knows? I feel that. So he's, this is, Okay, so, oh, I'm frustrated by this. Why? What did you think I was going to say? No, no, no. It's not that you said anything wrong. I think it's that um, this is what every, like, non-toxic male wants to be, is, mm-hmm. like, cool as a cucumber on the first date. Super chill, funny, like, insightful, uh, knows the mom that, it like, co-owns the, like, yes. the little dive Italian restaurant, like, all these really cool points that it's not hipster, mm-hmm. it's not famous play bullshit. It's this nice, even keel, just like good person that everybody likes, mm-hmm. but isn't like overtaken by knowing everybody in the restaurant that they're just, you end up hanging out with three quarters of the fucking restaurant by the end of it. Right, you know? exactly. I don't know. I think the thing about him And this is going to sound like I actually know a lot about him or care a lot about him, which I actually don't. I just get a very good vibe from him. But for someone that I care not that much about, if I found out that he was a piece of shit, I would actually be devastated because he like plays with gender and he's very open and he's just he seems like a fucking cool person. So if I found out that he wasn't that, I feel like it actually would actively hurt my feelings. (laughs) Okay, no, Which I, is so irrational I as to, an adult woman for I have me. to throw in just an additional, because now I'm curious. That, okay. That you're definitely going on a second date with this man, because if you oh, didn't- Oh, clearly. If you didn't, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And if he didn't ask me on a second date, oh, I wouldn't recover. I would never recover. <laughs> so let's say a uh, second or third date. Let, let's say you, you move to the third date. Second the fuck date, date? The fuck date. We talked about this on a different episode. That is, in fact, Yeah, the fuck third date. date is the fuck date. Mm-hmm. That- you have a connection with him. Mm-hmm. He has a connection with you. Um, you have kind of rooted through all of the things that might prevent uh, get down time from happening. <laughs> Not get down time. Get down time. 
I don't think we call it that. On this date, it's uh, 12.45 mm-hmm. is get down, get down time. time. And you have set your watches to it. Where <laughs> They go off at the same time. It's beep, like, beep, well, beep, beep, beep. doesn't matter. You're, you're I'm at the club. Like, I guess we got to fuck in front of all these people because it's get down time and we didn't realize. That it... <laughs> I'm somehow crying about my daddy issues. So it's like, <laughs> well, time to fuck. Cool. Cool. Not. All right. Well, I mean, the the stopwatch wants what it wants. Mm-hmm. So Fate but, is... A player. Let's say you're on third date and it's get down time and you're about to uh, bed a Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. How does this man make love? I feel like it's fully making love. Exactly like you just said. I don't feel like it's a fuck date. I don't know why I get that vibe at all. But I drew, I do feel like it's a very sensual thing. Like he's kind of like, okay, I went on a first date with this guy once. And after the first date, turns out the first date was the fuck date. I didn't even see that coming. But, you know, so it goes sometimes when you're playing the Tinder game. And he told me on this date, and I still fucked him, that... (laughs) (laughs) You're even prefacing, it's like, what he said is bad, but still ended up... It's like a weird red flag where you're like, all right, you're a little too big for your britches here, my friend. He said that he had read a book about going down on women no and so he was like an expert at it and like knew how to do it the the good way that's like the <laughs> i know a black friend of kind of lingus like like it it's bully, like i read a book bullying. so i definitely know how he to said it actually to my clitoris <laughs> he directed it towards it um i'm gonna tell you right now c plus <laughs> but i do feel like Harry Styles Those has that can't read... do, teach. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> they, know, they know the literature. He should write the book, yeah. yeah. He actually did write it. He just was like, I read it. Mm, how does that uh, play? I mean, never mind, I wrote it. I'll bring this in later mm. for when you're not in the mood or whatever. You got to trace the alphabet on the... <laughs> no, that's what you're told in fucking high school by your by your dumb friend that's never touched a woman. Yeah, <laughs> It's the remedial <laughs> cunnilingus book. But I feel it's like Harry Styles, yeah. <laughs> if he had said that he read a book, I feel like he would admit that to me very later on, very later on, like when we're fully intimate at this point, we're like taking a stroll in autumn, you know, and he's just like letting me know embarrassing. <laughs> I like it's it's like <laughs> March yeah, and it just turns into autumn. Well, so we're it's in a perfect. relationship at this point. OK. And he tells me like sheepishly that he read a book like that. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. That's great. That's really, really great. Like, you learn some stuff, you know? But if you're saying it on a first date... As the brag. You're trying to... As the brag, being like, I had no uh, natural, like, idea of how to do this just by reading the room. Mm -hmm. But I read literature on this. And also, like, before anything it's not even like after being like braggadocio being like yeah i saw that you enjoyed that here's why it was before you're telling me that you're a fucking scholar of this game and then you're gonna show me your goods and it's like not that great my guy it's embarrassing that's amazing i've read a lot on a lot that doesn't mean i'm a specialist on any of it have you read a lot about Cunnilingus? I've read some on Cunnilingus. <laughs> and you didn't lead with this? <laughs> I feel like uh, it, it, it's that like when you're going for a job interview, it's uh, experience versus education. Yep. Uh, and then there are certain jobs 
that the experience is more important than the education. <laughs> and I, how do you float that? You know, how do you float that on a first date? The spoiler alert is you shouldn't float any of this. You should just keep it to your damn self. It's like on it's your first date, you're like, well, I'm I'm a biology major, so I definitely know what a vagina looks like. Doesn't mean you know how to eat pussy. Also, maybe don't say that. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> right? That's a very weird thing to say. I'm a drawing major, so I've done some life drawings. So I've seen some vaginas. So I know they how looked, to make children. They looked cool. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> the shadows were a little perplexing, but <laughs> I liked it. I There is no point where bringing up that you've read on the act of any kind of sexual thing. No. It should be a turn on or suggesting that you're good at anything. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. I've read a lot about baseball. It doesn't make me a better baseball player, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Very like, true. It's experience and work that makes you a good player. <laughs> Grit. Grit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you don't get from a book? Grit. <laughs> that book learning don't give you no grit. <laughs> People put the work in that matters around here. This is the Wild West. Of See, that's what I should have said to yeah. this man. But instead, I just subjected myself to find out what the book learning was able to provide. Whereas, and the answer is, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the meantime, Harry Styles definitely has done some book reading, mm -hmm. but is smart enough to incorporate that into real life experience at the same time. I do believe so, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, this is really going to make it seem like I'm much more in depth with Harry <laughs> Styles' life. <laughs> Uh, but honestly, anyone who's like an actual fan of Harry Styles is like, this bitch doesn't know anything. And you are correct, sir or ma'am, or they, you are correct, because I don't know anything. This is just strictly based on vibes, on vibes alone. Just vibes. Vibes yeah. alone. <laughs> well, in that case, it sounds like anybody that has the opportunity to go on a date with Harry Styles, even if it doesn't get to third date, which is, you know, we all know. The, the fuck date. The fuck date. Yeah. You're at least going to have a very good first date. Oh, definitely. Yeah. To the point where if you don't get a second date, you are ruined for life. Like you don't, you don't get to experience the world like other people do anymore. Color is God, the more what muted. would have been. Yeah. Mm, painful. You're, you're going to be in your 80s being like, this one time I went on a date with Harry Styles and nothing was ever the same after that. I settled for your grandfather just because he made a good wage, but he never... Never handled me sexually the way that I know that Harry Styles would have. He looked like guess. he had book reading and experience on his back. <laughs> that man had grit. <laughs> he had grit. <laughs> I feel like no matter what, where the, whether you only make it to a first date or you break up like three years later, I feel like that man would know you to your soul well enough that no matter what, it's going to be deeply upsetting. Welcome back to Deeply Upsetting. Deeply Upsetting. I'm Amy Bogart. I'm Mike the Hobbit. And this is something. It is a thing <laughs> that we're doing uh, with regularity. Yeah, unfortunately for you. <laughs> yeah, um, really. It is a show where we ask you for your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, and then we just do whatever we want with them, really. Pretty much. This is our world. We are the god figures in this world. Oh, no. Yes. I shouldn't 
be that. This is the sandbox that we live in. You're giving us suggestions, like a bad improv group on and in some like terrible bar that mm-hmm. has no there's like three people in the bar and we're the improv group that you are stuck with. Basically, yeah. We're yeah. like open mic night, but nobody else signed up. Give me a place. Give me a place. We got a dr- drug den. Okay, cool. Drug <laughs> den. Um, uh, give me a, a career. Give me a career. We've got guy that devenomizes cobras. Cool. I got a lot. To, I got a lot for that. Okay, That's... that audience is clearly more clever than us and more creative. So they should just get on stage and we should sit <laughs> right. down. If you're thinking about a guy who devenomizes cobras, you're better than me and i accept it and i love it honestly good for you if that's who we should just get to sit in and (laughs) cover for us one week somebody more creative than us yeah literally that's his job and we should abscond from humanity (laughs) (laughs) i think that that's the key here that's gonna be our hundredth episode is that we just abscond from (laughs) humanity like we just leave (laughs) mid-episode and then it's just dead air for the second 30 minutes of the episode (laughs) nobody was listening anyway no it's like happy 100 you get dead air for the second half and then never to be seen again that would be fucking cool that would actually be really cool. That is like the, I guess, the podcast version of a mic drop. Where yeah. Where the mic not. Not. Just, just not. God, how many episodes are we even at at this point? I should uh, know this, but I don't. We're close to 40 at this point. We've got a long way to go before yeah, we get to abscond. We've got a lot more dumb shit to do. That's hurtful to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you want to hear our dumb shit, uh, GUIpodcast.com is where you get it. There's a lot of dumb shit on there, actually. Not even just our dumb shit. Yeah. Other people's dumb shit. <laughs> Other people's dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you like this, then you'll really like that, because there's some dumb shit all around. If you want to bring your questions to the Ooh, game. please. We're always looking for new questions. Uh, go to GWebPodcast.com and look us up, or uh, GeeksUndertheInfluence at gmail.com with a... Uh, Deeply upsetting in the subject line. Or if you're a glutton for punishment and you still have Facebook, you could go to our deeply upsetting page yeah. and ask us questions there. Uh, you might actually be able to interact with us that way. Mm-hmm. Or there's another option. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that it's kind of sexy. It can be. Uh, it, it's a place Your that choice, it, Susan. if you got some, some big old sloppy Susan titties. <laughs> Then uh, why not dump them out and send a sexy text to our hotline number? Hell yeah. 804-505-4484. That's 804-505-4-G-U-I. G-U-I. Yeah. Susan. <laughs> Get it, Susan. Ask us your questions. One day someone named Susan will ask us a question. And that's when we get to abscond before it's 100. That's when I know we make it where we we have enough visibility that we get a sexy Susan that just mm. starts sending us like titty pics on mm-hmm. a regular basis. Then mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. At that point. Susan, there's no age range. We love it. If you're 65, we want to see those old ass titties. We love it. No, there is an age range. No. Eight, literally 18. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On the bottom end of things. Like yeah. we're, we, we want, we want uh, age appropriate. 18 plus, plus, plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for checking me on that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that Let's is how you get canceled, my very friends. very clear on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great call. Honestly, if you're younger than like 26. Mm-hmm. Just don't. You, send us questions, links, all the stuff. But like when you turn 26, <laughs> then send the titty pictures. So it was like that your age that you would like at this point in your life, at the ripe old age that I know you are. Is that the youngest that you would have sex with? No, 
No, no, no. It's way older than that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, the yeah. oldest? Uh, I, it's got to be 30s. Um, <laughs> 30s? Like, I mean, literally, I think you are at the <laughs> the, the the precipice of that age. That I'm a young 30. <laughs> you, are, you are hanging on for dear life on the <laughs> razor's edge of where- How can I fall off? Are you going to change your age range soon? No, I'm saying is that like you barely made it. Uh, is that young? Whew. It's only because of your your intelligence, your, mm. your insight, your humor, your mm. empathetic nature mm. that you come off as a as a fully realized and intelligent and and uh, mature person. Oh, thank you. Um, That's from my trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, trauma! Yay, trauma! You Yay. can, in fact, be on the razor's edge of somebody wanting to fuck you. <laughs> Who's older? Thanks, trauma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks to trauma, I get to date older men. <laughs> I mean, could that be the most accurate ad for dating older men I've That's, ever heard in my oh, life? No, we're digging in some stuff I was not planning on on this episode. <laughs> Holy shit. This episode's called Daddy Issues. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into it. Cool. Just kidding, everyone. Uh, that's in uh, deeply upsetting after hours. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's that's, called therapy, and I will be crying. <laughs> that's we're going to be setting up a Patreon uh, so you can hear the daddy issue episodes of. Uh, also, just upsetting. give us money for therapy. <laughs> yeah, fair. That shit's expensive. No shit. Yeah, but worth it. Worth it. Worth Definitely. it, friends. Get yep. out there. To your therapy. This episode has gone in so many weird directions. We already. haven't we even gotten even to the a single first question. question yet. But you know what? That's part of the fun of this show. Who cares? The fun is in quotation marks. <laughs> and also asterisks. No, it's not even actual quotes. It's finger quotes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of a hand doing finger quotes on the text for this episode. It's called scare quotes because they're scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> this show is terrifying, shaking in my boons. <laughs> Let me ask you the first question. How I about think that? That is such a good choice at this point. The person who asked this question is um, better than us. <laughs> it's not I, Har. Dadong Garrison asked us this question from the Balut Kiki Project, um, which covers taboo topics in the Philippines, such as mental health, sex, and sexuality, non traditional relationships, and identities. That's intellectual. They're and actually, I, I talked to them briefly when they submitted the question. That's something that's a huge, uh, like, unspoken thing in that community oh really and so it's actually really cool that there's a podcast out there that's talking about that that's awesome because yeah. i truly am ignorant to that so i will be listening in excellent no yeah. and, and that's that's what i'm kind of excited about is that even if you aren't part of that community that that's an interesting insight mm -hmm. to see how like different cultures deal with intersectionality uh non-binary that yeah you know all these all these conversations that are still look kind of like tricky conversation even in you know american society right yeah so, culturally it's even yeah. more confusing yeah so that's really cool yeah but the question was <laughs> to get question. to some to get to something not intellectual not confused well confusing no, no, no th th this is this is definitely a uh every single fucking one of you that has uh that is listening to the show has thought this at some point yes and the question is would you kill hitler as a baby if you had the chance great I'm question really surprised that it took to close to 40 episodes honestly me before too before we got the kill hitler question i can't believe it you guys are slacking because i mean it's i mean there's there's at least one episode about this with doctor who i mean this is 
they talk about it in Marvel. Like, yeah. if you had a chance to, like, kill Hitler, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's Hitler, you know? Like, yeah. that, it's a common thought process. If yep. you time traveled, the first thing that you ask about time travel is, do you go back and kill Hitler? Right. And my response is no. Okay. Uh, personally. And, and, and it's, it's not because I have any. Big fan you know, of white supremacy. Yes, yeah, super big fan. No, yep. it's it's Makes actually sense. more so that there is such a tricky uh, conversation about martyrdom mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Is that uh, when are you looking to kill Hitler? If you're mm-hmm. talking about a baby, mm-hmm. where he's not part of the conversation, um, there Hitler took advantage of an already moving, move uh, an uh, already existing movement. Right. So there was already conversation and 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 xenophobia and all this stuff that was happening in Germany at the time. He took it full advantage of it right and from and he was a decent speaker but he was also not um he was an art student like he he was mm-hmm. not a m- militaristic character right a lot of the militarism that came from his uh choices was because uh, like a lot of i mean this happened in america as well as just being like yep cool that works mm-hmm. as a response and that's not removing him from responsibility on this at all right it's that if you have somebody that is just like letting the shit happen, is that going to be better or worse than somebody that is militarized, that is a military background person that takes that role? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Hitler is Hitler because he had the opportunity to become Hitler, quote unquote. Right. But it could be just as much another person that takes that role. Very true. Yeah. That's like if there wasn't Ronald McDonald, there'd be another clown that would be the McDonald's representative. Very yeah. similar and a great, yeah, metaphor for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The for same sure. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Yeah, totally. It's a, uh-huh. a living monster. There would have been another hamburger clown, just like there would have been another Hitler. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. making sure I'm filling in the pieces on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that, mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm putting down. I've seen the founder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all about how it's... The founder is basically like the movie The Joker. It's the origin <laughs> stories of uh, Ronald McDonald, where he, he had a lot of like really, really serious like mental health issues that are is not part of the joke, right? But then how he moved on from that is to becoming this human monster, yeah. That is Ronald McDonald, uh, forcing people to eat terrible food that was bad for them, only because mm-hmm. that's what they could afford. Very true. Very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Just like Hitler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No? Is that... this the episode that actually finally gets us canceled? I, I've, been, I've been waiting for it. Love to get canceled. And uh, maybe. It's very possible. Here's my question. Okay. When Hitler was coming up as a youth, was there the concept of art therapy? Because that, I feel like, is an interesting conversation to be had. That is true. And that's actually a good insight, too, is that the idea of, like, go, if you could go back in time, mm-hmm. do you kill Hitler? Or do you try to curb Hitler's focus away yeah. from, I don't know, genocide? Well, also, is that also just me, like, blowing up my own mind, being like, I could fix him? <laughs> oh, no. Hitler, <laughs> not the, in a romantic the way. ultimate trash the boy. The ultimate trash boy. Not in a romantic <laughs> way. Not, like, in, in any way, shape, or form a romantic way. Not a mustache girl. But, like, in... <laughs> <laughs> That's the line. Yeah. That's really like, no, I mean, if, if he didn't have the <laughs> shitty, like, crustache, Gross. then... Yeah, I'd be into it. But 
in like a therapy way, because, you know, I'm very pro therapy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Could he have been fixed early, way early and like channeled all of his energy into his like little dog paintings that he did instead of genocide? I think is from, it possible from what I have read about Hitler, a lot of his information in becoming, you know, a dictator and genocidal maniac mm-hmm. really is from his experience. Um, he didn't have a lot of like really horrible. It's like uh, the the original Halloween movie versus the Rob Zombie Halloween mm-hmm. where the Rob Zombie Halloween. Mike Myers, you get why he's such a monster because mm-hmm. he has this like weird, fucked up, like abusive, terrible fucking mm-hmm. childhood. And you're like. The, yeah, it makes sense that he's a monster because right. it comes from like monstrous people. The original Halloween Mike Myers is way scarier because you don't know why he became such yeah, a monster. Yeah, no real origin. That's the same with fucking Hitler. Is that he? It's not like he, like he, I, I, like his family was beaten to death by Jews, and mm-hmm. that's why he hates the Jews or anything. No, he he was an art school kid mm-hmm. that probably got picked on and stuff, but like not nothing any bigger than anybody else has had to deal if with. If he would have shaved, it would have been fine. Yeah, it was fine. Like, yeah, maybe that's why he had this weird issue with his mustache, and mm-hmm. people were like, "That's only Michael Jordan can rock that." And he's like, "Michael Jordan got rid of it, and he was better for it as well." So was, here yeah. we are. Nobody's pulling it off, everybody. No, I think uh, the Hitler that we know from the from the history books, not the Hitler that he was in his heart. Shut up. <laughs> God, shut up forever. No, I think I, I think it's all informed in him feeling kind of lesser than and blaming everybody else for the problems that he felt or that the nation felt, taking advantage of the xenophobia of the time uh, to rise to power. Uh, he was a absolute 100% um, a leader that was brought on by opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that, I think he eventually believed the shit that he was shilling. Well, if you lie enough times, you start to believe it. Yeah. But I think ultimately, like, he just kind of read the room mm-hmm. and took the popular opinion and ran with it and made it worse. And yep. I, I can't think of anything recently in American history that would uh, <laughs> be similar to that. Nothing I, at all. It's nothing. been really peachy around you here. You had somebody that would take advantage of uh, nationalism and... No, we've make it we've worse. gone past I, that. We're yeah. better than that. Yeah, now. no, no, no. It would never, never happen in America. Yeah, um, no. So, yeah, there. I think there is an opportunity to curb that. But let me ask you a quick question. Just a quick cue on this. Okay. Totally separate, really. Okay. But only because I know that this is a lot of people's answer. Um, the question is, what is a book that would be on somebody's bookshelf that you see on like a first date? That makes you question if you ever want to see them again. Because like Mein Kampf is obviously a oh, that's, common answer. Unless it's like right next to other books that are completely detracting from. And so by by uh by what it's next to, you understand it's a conversation about trying to understand that mentality versus believing that mentality. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna go further than that. Not just on their bookshelf, because there's weird shit on my bookshelf. I think I still have a Bible on our bookshelf. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um not not just their favorite book. What is a favorite book that somebody could tell you that you were like, I never want to see you again. If you wake up the next morning and you notice it on their nightstand. Ooh. But they could also be reading it for like research purposes or whatever. Sure. I'm talking favorite book. Like they want to commit to that bit. This is the hill they're dying oh, on. Favorite God. book. Favorite book. That's like a definitely no, not not the thing at all. Um, 
I mean, I feel like Mein Kampf is a great answer. No, for Mein Kampf is a great. No, no, mm-hmm. definitely a great answer. I, I think uh, that is the top of the list of things Good that choice, is definitely yeah. not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something a little bit more. Oh God, you're that person that I'm mm-hmm. just going to have to deal with this shit on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as much as I do appreciate this book and I've mm-hmm. read it and mm-hmm. I enjoy this book and mm-hmm. I think there are things to glean from it that are very important. Mm-hmm. But if it's your favorite book, it means that you're going to be exhausting mm-hmm. um and i i just don't have time is i know uh, what it is i know what it is tell me what you think it is i think you're gonna say atlas Shrugged. yes it's atlas Shrugged. hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> i knew it look it's a great book and I, it's not that i dislike the book i have it it's on my book a lot of problems um there's a lot of problems with that book and the people that take it too heart to like an intense degree mm-hmm. there's this weird black and white that comes mm-hmm. uh, from from that book that I just don't get. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, it's not a, it, it well, fuck the Bible too, but like, it's not a Bible. Like, it's not. People it's, do see it as a Bible it's though. It's kind of, in a way, treated that way, mm-hmm. and I don't appreciate that at mm-hmm. all. So if somebody, in in this version that you're talking about, mm-hmm. that it's like the, you know, beholden book mm-hmm. that they read, they've read 18 times or something. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I've gone on a date with that person. Yeah. Good news, everybody did not fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Just because everyone was questioning my taste. <laughs> was he an architect? Um. Oh, man, it's been a long time. I don't think so, but also, let me get back to you on that okay. one. I don't right. think so. I don't All think right. so. Fair, fair. Because architects are sexy, like, you know, nonetheless. And so I feel like if they told me that that was their favorite book, I might be like, oh, this is tough, you know? <laughs> Yeah, because, well, because architect, you get a little bit more of a pass on on having Alice mm-hmm. Shrugged than other jobs. Like if you're if you're a chef mm-hmm. or an artist or well, even artists gets a little bit more play on that too. But because it talks about like the 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 intense nature of man in in a way, I don't know. I mean, but, I still wouldn't want to date them, but the question is, would I have had sex with them? Which is maybe. So that's okay. why I think that it was a no. And, Pretty and, sure they were just instead like an of indecent worker. proposal, where it's just like money that they're having sex on top of. It's just like blueprints on the bed. Hell yeah, <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. on blueprints. Wasn't Mister Brady an architect in the Brady Bunch? I think so. Is that yeah. what my thing? Maybe came from? I think you got some like zaddy issues there. With, I uh... mean, <laughs> where to begin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Truly. Look, let's fuck on this blueprint of the new McDonald's down the street that you're building. Like, it's not even like skyscrapers, anything important. It's like literally like. The new movie theater, the <laughs> McDonald's down the street. There's there's a uh, there's a fucking um, like medical lab. That yes, they're building. it's a patient first. <laughs> patient first. That they're building. I'm like, you're so important. You're so important. Oh my god. Oh my god. You want to ask the next question? I guess I should. I guess ask you the, should too. The next question here. Yeah. Um. Since we've only gotten to one so far. Yep. So this one comes from. Uh, Amber Volker, and uh, the the question is: If you could switch sounds an animal makes with another, which would you switch? Oh man, I feel like I can tell you right off the bat that just—I mean, even for temporarily—I would love to switch human language with cats because I want to hear about it. I want to hear the worst things that I've ever heard about myself from a cat. <laughs> I really do. That just sounds like a, uh, I, I think, was it Ugly ugly Cat? What is it? Uh, the Frowny Cat. What's? Oh, wow. Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Jesus Cat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, it took me a minute. 
I think there was actually a Lifetime movie or something that Grumpy Cat was voiced by Aubrey Plaza, where Grumpy Cat Fully just tracks. like told people about themselves with some As they should. With some sass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wouldn't you love to hear it though? I feel like a cat would really put you in your place if you could understand them for a day. No, I I, I don't think it's like helpful insight that a cat's mm. gonna give. It's gonna be incredibly selfish insight that mm. the cat's gonna give. It's gonna be like, hey, why do I have to wait for you to fill my dish to eat? Like that's Good question. so that's so shitty. Like I should be able to make that determination. You're like, okay, here you go. And they're like, okay, well I've ate the three bits on the top. This is all stale now. Can you make maybe put more food on my dish? And you're like, there's still plenty of food. It's like, so yeah, just but it's high old maintenance now. shit. Just uh, the the highest maintenance partner that you can think of that you've had in your life, uh, mm-hmm. listeners, and think about that being exaggerated by like three hundred percent. And that's what you're going to have to deal with with a literal human voiced cat partner of it being I the wasn't worst. Saying partner? Well, not not you're not fucking the cat, but oh I mean, my like God, like no, you're you're your pet. That is talking to you is going to be just the highest maintenance possible. Mm-hmm. But I want to know. I feel like I can handle it. I need to know. <laughs> what kind of judgmental shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. What do you think? Um, I might be seen as the biggest monster that's ever existed if I was able to like Always. Wave, wave my hand <laughs> and make this happen. But if I could make uh, a parrot's voice mm-hmm. uh, and put it in all rats. Wow. Just because like they mimic human speech. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, it, it would be very helpful for exterminators where. Very true. Where it'd be like, I hope there's no rats here. And then you just hear like <laughs> 40 voices from the walls. Be like, I hope there's no rats here. <laughs> Great parrot impression. But also like you, you're living in a, a fucking like shitty apartment mm-hmm. in bad part of town. You're doing your best. You're you're making a living. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You're you're a decent person. You're living your life. You start dating somebody. Mm-hmm. It's getting serious. You take them home, and uh, and then you start like fucking. Mm-hmm. And then the rats in the walls start hearing the same sounds that they've heard before with your ex that like ruined your fucking no. life. And then they start being like Susan, Susan, Susan. Just screaming no. from the walls. <laughs> well, now Susan's never going to write in because she thinks you have a fetish for her. Look what she did. Uh, she's not wrong, <gasps> Shit. Susan. 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 You're a homewrecker, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Susie homewrecker. Yep. Yep. That's amazing, yeah. actually. But could you imagine that there'd just be this like haunting, mm-hmm. like fucking chorus from the walls that of just terrifying. repeating anything that you said? Like, I think about the number of people that think that their houses are haunted mm-hmm. and how big that number would jump if you just had rats that were able to repeat things they heard. Very true. Like a parrot would. Yep. It would be the most, like, horrifying existence ever. People living in the in the, in the the boroughs of uh, the, the, like, lower income areas of New York City would, it just, would just be... be you would never sleep. You would never sleep. They would be everywhere. Could you imagine? Like... You would say something and it, like offhand enough times that you wouldn't even think about it being like, God, I need a new job. And then you'd get off of work mm-hmm. and then not even saying it yourself, you would just hear from the walls like, God, I need a new job. <laughs> just like happening in the in distance. The parrot voice, in the which parrot is the voice. Worst. Yeah. Just from the walls. The worst. Like your house is speaking to you. Honestly, I would be down for that just because I am not a bird person. Birds freak me out. I don't like it. I'd be much 
more likely to have a fucking rat pet than a parrot. <laughs> so, and also I feel like if I was ever lonely, I'd like a pet that talked back to me. So, a rat that talked back would be much better than a fucking bird. That's true. Shit. I like the silver lining that you're bringing to this where Always. there's like the the housebound people, the people that have like an issue leaving the house. Mm-hmm. They would feel Especially ones in rundown houses and apartments, mm-hmm. they would feel like they had some kind of yeah like, community. Well, also rats are like domesticated. There are plenty of people who have rat pets. Sure, I've had rat pets. I know, I, and I am a big supporter of of rat petdom. I know. Um, if you have not had the opportunity to have a rat as a pet, they are some of the sweetest pets that you could ever have. Uh, they are incredibly smart. The trick with them is that you've got to handle them regularly. You mm-hmm. you can't just like once a week play with your rat. Like you've got to have contact with them every day. They have to remember, uh, like they 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 need human contact in order to uh, maintain as a pet. I'm really enjoying this PSA in the middle of this stupid ass episode because I'm, I'm sorry, literally I picturing just... in the arms of the <laughs> angels as you're like, guys, take care of your rat, which is a very worthy cause, and Sarah McLaughlin would be proud. I've had three rat pets over mm-hmm. my years, and all three, well, no, two of the three were great. Um, oh, one shit. was a piece of shit. Um, Call him out. Born bad. Call him uh, out. Yeah. What's his name? Sadie. Fuck you, Sadie. Yeah. Oh, it was a girl rat? It was a girl rat. Fuck you, Sadie. I had two hairless female rats named Sadie and Leukemia. Uh, they were named that before Stop. I got them. Before I got them. Uh, and uh, Leukemia was a sweetheart, but very, like, standoffish did you just call her lou or anything or did you fully call her leukemia uh luke luke okay that's cute yeah that's cute uh so she she was a sweetheart uh she would shiver in my hand for a little bit um and then once she realized that it was safe and i was like petting her and Mm -hmm. everything she would settle down after a couple minutes and be totally fine and i'd be able to like love on her and stuff and she was great uh sadie was a piece of shit (laughs) uh the the whole time um (laughs) I was able to handle Sadie to a degree, <laughs> but there was a point where just like a cat, where if you pet its belly, it's going to scratch you. Mm-hmm. Um, with Sadie, uh, there was a point where she's like, I'm done being handled and would just bite the shit out of me. Wow. So I oftentimes handled her limited because I didn't want to get to the point of Fair enough. of the bite mm-hmm. and uh, bit several of my friends. Sadie uh, murdered her sister. Wow, really? Yep. Murdered, murdered uh, Luke. And uh, then- I, and I swear to you, I swear this was not intentional. The trash bag was too close to the cage. And like the day after she killed her sister, she got a hold of the trash bag that was hanging outside of the, the trash can and um and suffocated and died. Wait, how did she kill her sister, though? She like attacked her and like fucking like killed her. Like, oh, full my on, God. Like, yeah. I wasn't there for the event, but. It was clear that it was done by. There was just like a rat carcass. Yeah, there was a dead rat with like Holy a lot fuck. of like bite, bite and scratch marks on it. Because oh my god, hairless rat. So I was able to see a lot right. of damage. Yeah, you and I, I didn't mean this episode to go so dark. Well, no, you and I have been through similar trauma. Um, mine was when I was a child, and my, I had a single mom, and so we weren't allowed to have like a lot of pets because we didn't have you know a lot of time to take care of them or anything. But I was allowed to have fish. And so when I was allowed to have fish, I was like four, I think. And so I named my fish Snow White and Prince Charming. Of course. As one does. Yeah. Um, and Snow White was a little fucking bitch and she used to eat all the food. And Prince Charming was like sweet and um like 
masochistic. So he just like let her have whatever subservient. He's like, oh, clearly you're hungry. You know what? I don't need to eat. You know what? Pretty I've been much. meaning to lose pounds anyway. So yep. why don't you just have my portion? So she ate all the food forever. And he was just like withering away. And we tried to like feed him separately and stuff. Didn't work out. And then one day we came home and watched her eat him. Yeah. And it was brutal. I wasn't ready for that part of the animal kingdom. Hey, baby, it's a wild world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. So uh, the my, my first rat was Nicodemus, and he lived to almost six, mm-hmm. which is like almost double the age that rats normally get. Like wow. The, yeah, he, he lived a long and healthy life, and he was a huge rat by the time uh, he was done. And he was a sweetheart. Uh, in the later years of his life, I, I could let him run around my room. Mm-hmm. Um, without being in the cage, and he would just at one point run up on the bed and just mm. like nuzzle me, like get up, like 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 a cat would or something. That's sweet. Yeah, big big old sweetheart. So, uh, so yeah, rats are great. Um, <laughs> that being said, except Sadie, I bitch. don't know if I would have the same feelings about rats if they had parrot talk involved with them because that'd be a lot. I don't know. I feel like I would like it because I think it would be funny because I also think that I'm funny. Unfortunately, hence this show. And so I think that if a rat said things that I said, I think I would just be like tickled forever about it. No, it'd be funny unless it's like completely inappropriate for the time. Well, that's everything I say normally. No, but it's like, ah, I've got hemorrhoids, you know, and then like you're, you have like a date over and you're like drinking red wine and it's like really sweet. And you've got like some really like soft, like, like romantic music playing in the background. My rat just exposes me for something <laughs> I wasn't ready right. to share about my hemorrhoids journey. <laughs> Why can't I meet a nice man? And you're like, no, I fucking well, ratty. If it was a pet rat, that would be trickier. If it was just like a rat that lived in the walls, then I could be like, my neighbor is lonely. <laughs> <laughs> She's having a hard time. I'm thriving, by the way. <laughs> the worst part too is that like, if it's if it's a pet rat, it's in your area. Yeah, but rats like the like city rats that are living in the walls mm-hmm. or living around your area, they're going to be picking up on stuff that other people say mm-hmm. and bringing it into exactly. your area. That's as why well. I could just play it off by being like, you know how the rats are; they just like expose everyone's business, and that's my neighbor's business. Yeah, but that means that there's also your neighbor's business that might end up in your, like legitimately in your area where you're trying to go to sleep and then you just hear a rat from the wall being like, poop in my mouth. Oh no. Just the weirdest shit, the most private stuff that people say in their homes that are just gonna be brought to you and you don't know where it's coming from. So you don't know if it's like the- That would be the hardest part for me because you know I love the tea. So I think that would be the trickiest part is if a rat said something like that, being like, who was it? Bring it back to me with information. <laughs> Tell me what's going on in my building. I'm just thinking of that that uh, new show that's on Hulu. the, the um, Only um, Murders um, in the Building. Only Murders in the Building. <laughs> but it's literally just that cast, uh, which is like Steve Martin. Um, uh-huh. uh, Selena Gomez uh, and uh, Martin Short. Martin Short. That instead of them trying to solve a murder, they're trying to figure out what apartments the rats are mimicking where it's like who's into the weird shit play i um, would the... <laughs> watch it i would watch it that is my type of shit that is totally that 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 vibe when is that show being made who's brave enough among us to make it it's like which apartment has the like hyper passive aggressive husband because it's just like well i guess i'm gonna shut my mouth because everything i say is wrong you know? <laughs> you're like okay who's that 
Who's that that is, is, I mean. And I have one of those like boards with like the red string connecting everything where I'm like, well, Peter on floor seven seems like a piece of shit. So it's probably him. But he also could have the poop fetish. Who knows, really? Well, and they mimic voices, but they don't mimic it that well. So you're just like, no, that sounds like Steve. And you're like, it's not Steve. That Honestly, sounds more like Paul. I feel like that's a, a recipe for me to go fully insane. I really do. Yeah. I don't feel like that would be healthy for me. Like I heard that there was this book that's a murder mystery but to solve the mystery you have to put the pages in the right order and the pages are completely in the wrong order so you have to figure out what the order is first like a it's puzzle like a book puzzle mm -hmm. and then once you read them in order which is hard to do apparently um then you can try and figure out who did it but you'll never really know. i think that's if you put the book in the right order and then you read it aloud it turns out it's latin and then the world ends. I think I think that's actually like the Necronomicon. Literally, I think three people have solved it. I was just he hearing about this the other day for the first time. That's so that's so mean. Mm -hmm. I hate that so much. I know. Like I don't know why fundamental. Like I actually like that gives me fucking chills. Okay. I don't like that at all. In that vein, then because it, I don't like it either. So did you ever read Choose Your Own Adventure? Yes. Did you have to go through every single ending to see what they were? Dependent on the book, um, <gasps> but. I would say more often than not, I read all the different I did endings. I too, to know if I got the short end of the stick. Uh, there were a couple that I got so far along. There was never a time that I actually made it all the way through in one read. I, I don't think anybody ever did. But I was a dork. I didn't have any friends, so I did. You, you In first read, you made it all the way to the end? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're maybe the first person I've ever talked to that made it all the way through. I had time on my hands, read. my guy. I had literally not a friend to be seen. No, it's not even about time in your hands. Is the like you reached a dead end, go back to page forty six. No, to... there was one time that I got all the way through. I don't even remember which one it was. I wish wow. I did. It was just once though, and wow. I read a shit ton of them. You should put that on your resume. I know, right? If I remembered which book it was, I think I would. <laughs> But honestly, I can't remember no, which one it was. I, uh, honestly, if I was a person like reading resumes and went, went through a choose your own adventure and made it to the end in one go yeah. as like a thing that you've done, mm -hmm. like accomplishments. I think I celebrated it to my family and they were like, whatever. <laughs> kind of like when I um I completed like whatever Mario it was. Like I finished. I, it was on my Game Boy. I finished all of the Marios. So I like finished every single level and I was like, holy fuck and then nobody in my family gave a shit and i was like this is the most important thing i've ever done and nobody cares i think it was a similar situation with the choose your own adventure going all the way through you know the choose your own adventures there were a couple books that i got like right to the end mm -hmm. and i went you know what like i feel like it would be almost like belittling how far i got by yeah. reading the actual conclusion i understand that i feel like all the ones that i didn't get all the way to the end then I felt good because I only got like halfway through and then I would just read all the endings. This one, the one that I got all the way through, I think the reason I don't remember it is because I didn't read a single other option because I got all the way through. Like I literally just closed it, moved it and was like moving right along. Here we are. And I had nobody to talk about it with because again, no friends. <laughs> What I think, I, Not a surprise to any listener, I know. I'm having a moment of clarity now <laughs> with the fact that like, I read a multiple Choose Your Own Adventures where I got like three quarters of the way through the book and then the protagonist dies. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? That's a pretty good ending. I don't want to ruin that ending by That's like fair. reading the, like, the real conclusion. That's fair. And then later I 
realize how much I like a really depressing ending in movies. Mm. And maybe it's because I read enough Choose Your Own Adventures where I didn't read the actual ending. The happy that, ending. That I was uh, comfortable with, you know, the the spinning top spinning at the end of the thing. You know, like that that it wasn't happy. That it was like... Not kind to be, of fucked up and sad. Not to be like too real on this episode, but this episode is <laughs> kind of real. But I think that that might actually be depression. <laughs> you were just like, Ew. sad things are good. That... Speaking as a fellow depressionite, <laughs> I feel that hard. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Uh, de- de- depression? Depres- depressionary. Depres- de- depressionary. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. One in the same. My Not friend. specifically familiar. Nah. No. Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be on this episode. <laughs> I'll teach you about it. I'll teach you the ways. Let's be honest. Anybody listening to any of these shows <laughs> goes like these are depressed people that <laughs> that deal with it through humor. <laughs> Luckily they found each other. Because yeah, right. <laughs> nobody else is into this shit. Oh my god. Uh, we talk about that at length off mic. And honestly, the funny part about it is that I think we're at the end of the episode. We, yeah, we are. Fuck. Yeah, we are. We, we are really right at the end. We went there. All right. We went well, all the way. Well, thank you, the listeners, for dealing with us uh, deconstructing some of our, uh, <laughs> issues. our issues on this episode, I guess. <laughs> I feel like if they're along for the ride, they feel like they've been here for like an entire therapy session with us. Well, and on the plus side, as somebody that is a fan of podcasts, I do like it when there gets a little bit more real realness on episodes very true, from time very to true. time. So mm-hmm. we are, in fact, real people. Yeah. In case you thought that we were just like fucking deities <laughs> of comedy <laughs> that just think about parrot rats that live in the walls. Uh, that I mean, commonly have fun with that living fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's the only thing I think about, actually, <laughs> it's very tough out here for me. <laughs> But thanks for uh, being part of this. Yeah. If you want to deal with stuff that isn't this, understandable, go to GYPodcast.com and you can listen to the other shows that are not this, that are good. <laughs> I also have to make a mention, this is uh, dropping very shortly before our uh, appearance at Virginia Comic Con. Yeah, it's my first ever Comic Con. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, Comic Con. Uh, it's going to be at the Richmond Raceway. Yep. Um, on the 20th of November. So if uh, you have the chance to listen to this before the convention happens, uh, we're going to be there for the entirety of the show. Um, shaking hands and babies and all that stuff. We're going to have uh, prizes. Shaking babies? <laughs> I mean... you. I did not sign up for that. Okay, well, I'll shake the babies. Then. Okay. Yeah, you get Thank to watch you. me shake the babies. Thank you. But I also won't be shaking hands. We're still in a pandemic. Yeah, well, but and we will have masks available. If yes. you want to take pictures with, uh, we are more than happy to. We're going to have some photo op stuff. We're going to have mm-hmm. some prizes, some, mm-hmm. a spinny wheel with all sorts of dumb shit on it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very good time, as well as some great uh, comic book artists and writers that are going to be available. Tons of great merch booths, comic mm-hmm. books, uh, cosplayers galore. Some Such of our favorite artists in town are going to be there. We're so excited to see them represent. So excited. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, had a booth for the first time, the last VA Comic Con, and we had so much fun. We got to meet a lot of uh, listeners, like longtime listeners that came out, which is always the weirdest thing because you don't think people actually listen. And then you see them in life and you're like, oh, you're actually a person that I do has not. been <laughs> dealing with this the whole time. It's so weird. But, <laughs> you told me about it, but I didn't believe you. And that's why I have to go to this one. Yeah. And and we also made some new friends that mm-hmm. uh, were excited to listen. And I, I want to hear them uh, this time come around and be like, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys suck. And we're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
We've been new, unfortunately. So, uh, if you have the chance to come out, uh, I'm sure this is not the last convention. So if you missed this one, definitely keep an eye out on Virginia Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, it normally at the Raceway. Always a good time. I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait. Ooh, it's going to be so Yay. much fun. Yeah. And there and also on our website, there is merch available. Lots of it. Um, GUIPodcast.com slash store. If you can't make it to the con, if you can make it to the con, somebody got a button maker and is going ape shit. Yes. We actually have exclusive content uh, merchandise that is only available for our live events. So mm-hmm. you, you cannot get it on the website. You cannot get it through Public. We've got hats. We've got stickers. We've got koozies. Uh, and now we have buttons. There's a made button, with button. love. Who's got the buttons? I got the buttons. I made so many buttons. And oh my god! I've seen the love that goes into making the buttons. It's a lot. So yeah. if you want to be bursting with love, buy a button. Yeah, and we're going to be giving away a bunch of exclusive buttons mm-hmm. during the uh, show on Saturday as well. I can't wait. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. So for another episode of Deeply Upsetting, I am Amy Bogart. I'm Mike the Hobbit. Okay. Bye. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>